Well, in the history of vehicle sales, or at least modern history of vehicle sales in the U.S. and this country, uh, to a little bit less of an extent, the Ford F-150 reigns supreme. Introduced in 1948, stats suggest it has been the best-selling pickup in North America for decades. It's always one of the best-selling vehicles overall, uh, specifically in the U.S., but also in this country. So you can imagine the anticipation when Ford announced it was going to take the F-150 electric with something called the Lightning appropriately enough, a move that would test the fast-growing EV market in so many ways. Um, it is perhaps one of the most important electric vehicles to ever hit the market, perhaps one of the most important vehicles in some ways with so much uh, pressure, so much emphasis from policymakers to switch to electric. Uh, this may really be the litmus test, whether whether people, whether there's an electric vehicle that people really want. Here's some of the hype from Ford. It's got a targeted 775 pound-feet of torque. It's targeted to go from zero to 60 in the mid four second range. It's a driving experience that's pure, unfiltered exhilaration from the moment you hit the accelerator. Oh, and it's an F-150. Introducing the all-electric F-150 Lightning, the smartest, most innovative F-150 we've ever built. Iconic F-150 capability meets advanced technology, meets electrification for an experience that's more connected, more dynamic, and more unexpected than ever before. Well, you can expect the commercial to sing the praises of the vehicle, but of course, it's a tall order to recreate something as iconic as the F-150 and transform it into an electric vehicle. Automotive journalists got a first look and feel of the Ford F-150 Lightning in Texas recently. So does it live up to expectations and what could that mean for the future of EVs in North America? Joining me is Scott Evans. He's the features editor for Motor Trend magazine and one of those who took the Lightning for a spin. Scott, thanks so much for your time tonight. Thanks for having me. You referred to this as one of the most important vehicles uh, made. How so? How important and how much of antici- how much anticipation has there been uh, for this one? Well, you got right to it uh, already. These are the best-selling vehicles in North America. They are have been for decades. They continue to, to gain in popularity. So, whether you're looking to transition your fleet to to electric power for any reason, whether you're just trying to sell the most vehicles possible, like this is the most important segment to have a good vehicle in because trucks have large profit margins. They are extremely popular. You want to, you know, get it right here because the, the potential for, you know, future sales is, is enormous. So lots of anticipation, obviously, that, that uh, um, what was it like then? I mean, how did this all come together that, that you, that people were given a chance to, uh, to test it out? This is pretty standard, uh, the way uh, this industry usually goes. The automakers know that um, they want to get the the vehicles in the hands of as many journalists as possible so that you get a lot of diverse reviews of it. They reach as many, as many readers, as many potential customers as possible. So they organize these events um, usually right before the vehicle goes on sale to, to get the press uh, behind the wheel and uh, get uh, reviews out. And they cross their fingers and hope that we like it. And indeed, I read your review, and um, I mean, it wasn't that you were pleasantly surprised, but you were you were enthusiastic. You thought this was that Ford had really um, done what they said they were going to do here. Yeah, I mean, there was there's a lot of ways to to get this wrong. I mean, trucks are are 
difficult vehicles in and of themselves because, you know, when you buy a sedan, you expect it to drive pretty much only on paved roads and go from, from A to B. And really all it has to do is get you places and, and not use too much fuel. But a truck these days, we want it to go off-road and we want it to go on our commute and we want it to go to the hardware store and ranching and hunting and camping and, and, and. So it has to do so many different tasks that all require a different skill set. So getting them all to do that is, is difficult enough. And then on top of that, this truck also has to be a good electric vehicle that you know drives well and has a good range and charges you know reasonably quickly and does all the things that an EV does well. So now you've taken you know an extra set of parameters that it also has to do, and Ford's done it. Yeah, tell me about that. What was it like? I really do think uh, it is the best riding and handling F-150 that you can buy right now. And and that's not always the most important thing to, to people who buy trucks because trucks are, are, are rugged. But um, it's not a bad thing either. Because of the new chassis to carry those batteries and motors and things, it necessarily needs to have a fully independent suspension, which no F-150 has, has ever had before. And when you get that, it tends to get you a better ride quality. And the battery being underneath the truck moves the uh, the vehicle's center of gravity really, really low, and that helps vehicles handle better and feel more planted on the road. So it sort of is inherently just a more pleasant, nicer truck to drive that also tows 10,000 pounds and can carry 2,200 pounds of payload and, and all these other things that a truck has to do. I'm speaking with Scott Evans, the features editor for Motor Trend Magazine. We're talking about uh, him testing out the new Ford F-150 Lightning, its electric vehicle, the electric version of uh, the most popular uh, pickup truck in Canada, for sure. One of the most popular vehicles in North America for decades now. Um, what, what did you do when you, when, what, what did you want to find out about it when you took it out for a drive? And, and what did you find? You mentioned just, you mentioned quite a few things uh, just now, but was there anything else you were looking for to see whether the electric version would be different? Well, you always have some some sort of expectations based on you know reviewing the materials you know before you before you go, but the way it feels really you can't get from just looking at a, a chart of, of numbers, and so I, I wanted to know you know how it rides and drives and, and we've we talked about that, but also you know Ford was was wise to provide trucks with a you know. 1,500 pounds of, of payload in the back and other trucks with trailers uh, all the way up to 9,500 pounds of trailer um, hitched to them so that you can really get a sense of how does the truck perform when it's doing truck things. And the answer to that is also really well, which you, we kind of have come to expect because we know electric motors have instantaneous torque and then nearly all of it at any at any time. So you knew it was going to get up and go, but how is it going to handle the weight? How is it going to turn? How is it going to stop? And I'm happy to say that it does all those things just as well as any gas-powered F-150 I've driven. And it's a bit smoother and quicker to drive um, thanks to those electric motors. How is the charging? Because that's always the question that comes up from people who are skeptical about electric vehicles is, is just the charging aspect of it. I would call it good, not great. The state of the art these days is over 200 kilowatts uh, on a on a public fast charger, and uh, this truck is uh, currently capped at 150 kilowatts. So it's going to charge 
quickly, but, you know, direct competitors like, or at least the closest ones we have at the moment, like the GMC Hummer truck, the Rivian R1T, uh, both charge significantly more quickly. But it is quick enough that, you know, it's not a problem. It's just not uh, not as good as the, the competition. Um, why would that be? Why would, why would they go for, I mean, I, I imagine it's something that would be not criticized, but is there a reason for, for Ford making that decision? It always comes down to protecting the life of the battery. Um, the faster you charge, the more heat it generates, and the more potential there is to damage the cells inside the battery. And by damage, I don't mean dangerously, but simply to wear them out more quickly. So a lot of automakers, um, you know, are, are looking at warranty costs and, and how long they, you know, are going to guarantee, uh, you know, the life of the battery. And especially right now with the, you know, earliest vehicles they're putting out, they're taking a, a more cautious approach. And this truck, like many other new cars today, has the ability to accept over-the-air software updates. So it's possible, though Ford won't confirm it, that that they could release a, a software update that would increase the charging speed in the future. Other companies have already done things like that in the past. I'm speaking with Scott Evans, features editor for Motor Trend magazine and one of the journalists who was in Texas recently to test out the new Ford F-150 Lightning, the electric version of the very popular Ford F-150. And it has gotten pretty much across the board good reviews. Scott's review of it was also very good. Uh, After this, I mean, there's been so much anticipation about what impact uh, this vehicle could have on the market, specifically the perception, perhaps, of electric vehicles. Uh, And we'll talk about that after this. We've been speaking about the F-150 Lightning, Ford's electric F-150 with Scott Evans, features editor for Motor Trend Magazine, one of the journalists who was in Texas recently to uh, test drive Ford's new vehicle. So after all the expectations, what kind of impact do you think this will make when it, uh, I mean, I gather it's already something you can order, uh, but what kind of impact do you think it'll make when it starts to hit the road, Scott? You've been able to order it for, uh, for some months now. Uh, they've actually closed off orders for, for this model year because they got too many. But it, they just started delivering the first ones uh, just a few weeks ago. And uh, I really think that this truck will, will make a, a big impact on people who were skeptical of, of EVs and who, who might still be at this point. There's a lot of people that you know don't know that they're – that that vehicle is going to fit their their lifestyle, and especially for for truck owners, right? Anyone who's bought a truck because they use it for their business or for their you know uh, holiday activities, they might need towing capacity, they might need hauling capacity, all these things, and there wasn't a vehicle that could do that for them, and especially not also go you know two to three hundred miles you know between charges. So this truck has a, a huge amount of potential to really change perceptions for for a lot of, like we said, a, a huge number of customers who own trucks and, and never would have considered an electric uh, vehicle until now. Because there's certainly been that perception, at least uh, within Canada, I'm assuming it's the same in the States, that's really kind of like an urban Tony uh, kind of like EVs are sort of that kind of inner city elite vehicle to some extent. I know it's this is a complete uh, stereotype, uh, but that's sort of the perception of them. The Tesla driver, for instance, you know, um, this could this could change that. It, it seems it, it absolutely could um, because 
it can do pretty much any job you ask of it. I mean, they, I, you know, I kind of went over the list in my head, and the only job that I can think of that it that it's not quite ready for yet is if you have some kind of a business or perhaps you're retired and you own a very large trailer and you, you like to travel, you know, multiple hundreds of miles per day with a, you know, a large trailer in tow, because as we know with, with gasoline powered and diesel powered vehicles, towing severely cuts your efficiency down and, and your fuel mileage. And that's the same with electric. And right now the, you know, we're still building in, in both Canada, the United States and elsewhere, the charging infrastructure and, and really the charging infrastructure is not ready for vehicles that tow yet. Um, so, but that's more of a, an infrastructure problem than it is really a Ford F-150 lightning problem or, or an EV problem. The, the batteries have gotten big enough. The range has gotten long enough. The charging times have gotten short enough that this truck can really do just about anything else you could ask of it. Yeah, I mean, the inf- must be the same issue in the U.S. as it is here in Canada. The infrastructure just isn't quite there yet. So in some senses, you can't even really put yourselves in a situation where you have hundreds of thousands of people buying EVs. Or, uh, But you would expect that if there's a huge surge in the number of people wanting to buy EVs, something like the F-150 Lightning, they buy it. Uh, there's going to be a demand for that infrastructure, too. And you, you would think that would speed up uh, the building of it as well. Absolutely. And, and here in the U.S., there's been a, a push by the, the Biden administration to severely ramp up our construction of public charging stations, of, of fast, powerful charging stations to support this. But, you know, they take uh, it takes a little while to, to, to permit them and to build them and to, to get them online and run the power. You need an enormous amount of power to to run them. So it's one of those things that um, they're selling the cars faster than they can build, than they can build the stations. But um, there is the political will, um, at least in this country. Uh, I don't know the uh, the politics as well in Canada, but um, to get these stations built, and there's going to be some growing pains right now until we until they catch up. But there is an effort to catch up. In terms of just building these uh, these F-150 Lightnings, we know all about the supply chain issues. It seems the demand in Canada, at least, for EVs far out uh, outpaces the supply of them right now because of some of these supply chain issues. Is that going to be a problem at all? Is availability going to be a problem for this vehicle in the in the short term? At the moment, Ford is saying that it will not. That they have they've taken over two hundred thousand reservations. They have uh you know the the supply chain in place to to fulfill those reservations and to start taking more reservations in their future but um you know it's it's very difficult to predict i mean companies have spent you know two years trying to strengthen their supply chains and so that they're better prepared for for stoppages and for you know parts that can't be found but it doesn't take much as we found to disrupt the supply chain and if something you know major happens at a ford supplier uh in you know this country or another it could potentially cause a problem and we just can't predict that for sure but they're they seem confident that they can weather it there's a lot of rebates here still um if you buy an electric vehicle i imagine that makes these relatively affordable as well well that's one of the, the strongest attributes of this truck is that the the starting trim, the the work truck, is a very good and, and pretty well equipped. And in the United States, it starts at uh, just under forty two thousand dollars. 
and the nearest other electric truck you can buy is the Rivian that starts tens of thousands of dollars more than that. So it's it's already a, a much better starting price than any other electric pickup you can buy. And yeah, when you put uh, you know various government incentives on top of that, it starts to look really good. In fact, it's actually a lot more affordable than a lot of gasoline and diesel powered uh, alternatives. And I imagine with the price of gas, it's been at record highs here. I know it's at record highs in California. Uh, that'll certainly be an incentive as well. I mean, it feels like this this vehicle is hitting the market at just about the perfect time with some very good reviews. So a good week for Ford, one would think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've, they've had some rough uh, vehicle debuts lately. There was uh, the widely publicized uh, issues getting the, the Ford Bronco on the road uh, and into customers' hands. Um, they under-anticipated the demand for the Ford Maverick uh, pickup truck and have been have been running to, to catch up with that. So to have this one go off very well is, a, is just about everything they could have hoped for. Scott Evans, thanks so much for sharing uh, your experience with this uh, new vehicle. I imagine we'll be seeing them on the streets before too, too long. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me.